Hello, this is Suzanne Ricketts with She Is Ministries, and we just want to welcome you to our podcast as we are getting ready to launch this. Uh, she Is Ministries is a women's ministry, and we are founded on Proverbs 31:25. She is clothed in strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. So on this podcast, we're going to be uh, pretty much running the gamut uh, on anything. We're going to unpack a lot of different subjects uh, in terms of like wisdom. We're going to walk out unforgiveness, pride, faith, wilderness seasons, just so much. There's so much to unpack in God's Word. And so we just encourage you to come along with us. Uh, Our hope is that we really desire for women to just see themselves as beautiful daughters of the King uh, and just to for you to develop a deep intimacy uh, with the Father and to walk out, just get a kingdom mindset as you walk out and know who you are in Christ and know whose you are and the freedom that that gives you to move in his power and his fullness here today. And so that is just really, uh, we want to encourage you, we want to equip you, and we want to empower you in the word of God and what he has for you in this life now. So join us. This is Suzanne Ricketts with She Is Ministries, and I am coming to you today with a question. Got a case of the wise? Uh, just been really uh, doing some study over the last probably probably month or so on uh, just unpacking questions in the Bible, and uh, so often, even for us, we get in these places where uh, we ask questions, and so uh, we find ourselves so often with a case of the whys, of, of asking why, why, why. And, and I'm going to unpack that a little bit today <clears throat> in us getting to that place. And uh, just be assured, you know, kids ask why, right? They do. So I'm just thinking when I was raising uh, our three kids, they were asking why. My oldest was probably the biggest why asker uh, of any. And I remember <clears throat> when he was five years old, uh, just asking all kinds of questions, you know, why is the sky blue? Why does it rain? Why, you know, and 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 we would ask, and he would ask more, you know, go deeper into the, well, what about this and what about this? And so, you know, we bought uh, a book that was very scientific and truly way ahead of a five-year-old. Uh, but you know, we sat down and read some of that. I have no idea what he comprehended of that at that age but we answered what we could at that time as best as we could for him so that he could possibly have some answers because goodness knows, you know, we had some. So we did the best we could to equip him. So yes, we are kids, right? We're kids and we're gonna have, we're God's kids and we're gonna have why questions. Um, So it's not that we have why questions. There's not that there is an evil or even anything bad in a why question. But really what I'm gonna unpack today a little bit is Uh, where we go when we live in the place of why and we just circle and we camp there and we just abide in the place of the why uh, almost demanding or knowing answers that possibly we can't understand Uh, and so I'm going to unpack that a little bit but I want to look first in scripture at some questions see God is we know from Jesus when he did ministry when he was here that he was a a question guy right he was always asking questions and when the 
the Pharisees or anyone would ask him a question so often he would come back with a question. So uh, there's definitely not an issue with questions. God asks questions, right? God asks questions of us. So I just wanted to look at the first five questions that God asks in the Bible. The first one is in Genesis 3-9, and he's asking Adam, where are you? And I want you to listen to these questions, and I want you to listen to the words they start with. So God's first question is, where are you? We know this is at the fall, okay? The second question he asks is in the very next verse, who told you that you were naked? Third question, what is this that you have done? These are all in Genesis 3, okay? So he's asking Adam, where are you? Where are you? He's coming to the garden and they are hiding, okay? So where are you? Second question, who told you that you were naked? And third question, what is this that you have done? Notice that none of these questions are why. Fourth question uh, that God asks is to Hagar in Genesis 6, and he asks, where are you going when she is leaving because of all the issues with her and Sarah? And so she is going to flee, <clears throat> and uh, God intervenes, and he asks her and stops her and asks her, where are you going? And the fifth question that he asks uh, is to Elijah in 1 Kings, and he says, what are you doing here? So Elijah has fled, and he has gone to hide from Jezebel because he fears her. And after, even after all this big display, and, he, and God has showed up and just absolutely wrecked you know, all the Baal worship and, and the altar and everything. And so, but here's Elijah. He runs and he hides from Jezebel. And God finds him, obviously, right? And asks him, what are you doing here? So if you can just even listen to each of those questions. Where are you? Who told you that you were naked? What is this that you have done? Where are you going? What are you doing? You can see such a heart of the Lord to really just pull us out of the muck and mire and shake us up and say, hello, hello, what's going on with you right now, right? That, that's kind of just the overall gist. Uh, if my, my shortest paraphrase of, of uh, how I can explain that. And, and like I said, God is a question asker. The longest list, friends, of questions found in the Bible are questions asked by God to Job. And that begins in Job chapter 38. And he starts it off with, where were you when I laid the, found, the earth's foundations? Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? So as we begin to go through the Bible, we notice over and over God is a question asker, but so often God is asking the who, the where, the what, uh, these types of questions, the when. Uh, and then Jesus, let's flip up to the New Testament and look at Jesus. And so uh, Jesus, the first, now, now I just want to hit, this is something interesting, I thought. So God's first five questions, four of those are to man, and one is to Hagar, who is a woman. Jesus' first four questions, first five questions, you see, but his first four questions are to women, and then his fifth question is to a man. But Jesus' first question is, who touched me? In Mark 5, he's, he is talking to the woman with the issue of blood. In Luke 7, 44, well, excuse me, I said that's to a woman, and this is actually to a man, it's to, to Simon, the Pharisee. He asked, 
do you see this woman? It's about a woman. Do you see this woman? So here we have the woman with the alabaster jar, you know, and she, uh, excuse me, the woman that's come in and she is just, yes, she is just absolutely pouring tears over Jesus' feet, washing his feet, uh, and, and, and broken the jar and just absolutely anointing Jesus. And Jesus turns to Simon the Pharisee and says, do you see this woman? Third question, will you give me a drink? John 4, 8, the Samaritan woman at the well. Next question, where are your accusers? John 8, 10, to the woman caught in adultery. Okay, again, hearing what, what Jesus' questions are and, and the tone of these questions. Uh, next question, who do you say that I am? And this is to his disciples. Who do you say that I am? Matthew 16, 15, to his disciples. Now, yes, Jesus, okay, so Jesus had a lot of questions. God asked questions. You know, even, uh, like I said, back, you know, back in the Old Testament, it, God even asked Moses in, in uh, Exodus. He says, what is in your hand? So, again, just the God is always this, equ this equipping, this preparing, this look at where you're at. And you can hear Jesus in these questions as well, the same thing. Look at where you're at. What is your condition? Really, that, that is the heartbeat of so many of his questions, of God and, and Jesus' questions. Is they, it, It's just this continual look within. So uh, I want to even look at, uh, we look so often at the why, right? We, because when things happen, it's the why did this, why did this happen to me? Why me? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why, God, why? And, and we know we know from reading, right, we know from reading in the Psalms that David uh, has plenty of laments. David has these times where he goes to God and he just pours out his hurts and his, his questions and his struggles. And again, there is never, never anything wrong with just going to God and just pouring yourself out. We have to be so aware of where we are in that place that we, again, do not camp and abide in that wide place. Because, again, if even when you listen to David in those times, you hear him in the laments, and then you hear him come out. But, God, you are so good. And then he goes back in. But, God, you are so faithful. So we hear the heart of David in these places that he doesn't, get he doesn't let his heart go to the dark place so what we find friends is that most often in the wise we don't get an answer we don't get an answer we can ask the wise we can and, and again i just want to keep saying there's nothing wrong with the why but we don't want to live in the why because the why can become a lie right? The enemy can use the why as a lie. So we're not always going to get the answer. We may not get an answer this side of heaven. We may not get an answer that we can understand with our finite minds. We may not get an answer that we can understand in our brokenness. See, the, the, the answering why is not going to bring you peace. I want to say that again. The answering of the why is not going to bring you peace. Yes, you live in a fallen world. Is that going to bring you peace? No. But 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 the one who is peace brings you peace, right? Jesus brings you peace. Jesus is the bringer of the peace. He is the who. He is the where. He is the what. See, when when Mary goes to the tomb, 
to, to go to the tomb. And, and when she goes there, Mary from Magdala, she goes to the tomb and she comes and she comes and she finds that Jesus is not there. None of her questions are why. See, she comes to the tomb with, with the oils and she comes with everything, uh, the spices, and she comes and she finds that her Jesus is not there. Her beloved Jesus, the body is not there. Your questions are not why. Where? Where is my Jesus? Where have you taken him? Where have you laid his body? Where? See, we look at in the Bible in when some of the why questions that come up in the New Testament. So it, it, when uh, Peter is sinking when he's walking on water and then he begins to look around and really look at his circumstances and think holy cow how is this happening boom he begins to seek because he takes his eyes off Jesus and he focuses off Jesus Jesus grabs him and he pulls him out and he says why did you doubt Jesus asked him why did you doubt the boats in the storm the disciples are in there. Everything's going crazy. They think they're going to die. Jesus calms the storm. And Jesus asked them, why are you so afraid? See, my, my friends, I want to ask you, are you asking the why questions out of a place of fear? Let me say that again. Are you asking your why questions out of a place of fear? Are you living there? See, the thing is, again, like I said, you can ask the whys, but the enemy, what the enemy says is that you need to know the why. Think about when he tempts Eve in the garden. Don't you want to know a little? Are you sure God said that? See, he begins to, if you get, if you get in the swirl of the why, you, you continue to ask these questions thinking that you're going to get some kind of answer. And the enemy keeps telling you, oh, just keep asking. Just keep asking. God's holding out on you. God is not as good as, he, as you think he is. God is not as good as he says he is. So the swirl that begins in the why, that can begin if you live and camp there. The enemy wants to keep you in that swirl. If you've ever watched a washing machine on full spin cycle going as fast as it can, up again the clothes or towels are up against the walls of the washer and there is no way those towels or those clothes can pull themselves off of that spin cycle and I want to ask you are you in the spin cycle of why do you do you got a case of the whys and are you on the spin and you cannot get out because you've allowed the enemy to tell you that that's where you need to abide. You need to keep asking the why. And I want to ask you, instead of always asking, why me? Why don't we turn that around and say, why not me? See, because Jesus, we, we know that we're not promised a problem-free life. So why do we think, why do we think that when problems come, that we would be excluded? Why do we think that, they, that it, trials and struggles would never come to our door? Are we promised a perfect life? Are we promised a problem-free life? Why do we think we would be excluded from hardships? Why not? 
why why not me lord why not me and if jesus endured the cross if jesus went through the suffering and the shame and all the things he went through why not me why not me lord see man ask why man gets caught up and ask why jesus asked how man says why did this happen here's what jesus says jesus says how jesus asked how might my father be glorified how might my father's glory be on display through this situation think about every question that jesus asked in the bible he was pushing and moving toward his father gaining the glory in the situation every question every question even the question of father father why have you forsaken me god is going to get the glory in that question see the truth is why doesn't help us heal but knowing that god can be glorified gives us hope friends in our circumstances think of roman 8:28 romans 8:28 we know that all things work to good for those that love the lord and are called according to his purpose amen See, friends, God is never scared. God is never intimidated by our questions. He wants us to seek Him. He wants us to run to Him. He wants us to come to Him. He tells us to ask, right? But we must be okay with not having all the answers on this side of heaven. We must be okay and understand that we're not going to have all the understanding on this side of heaven. In our broken world, in our brokenness, in our finite, small minds, we must know that sometimes, yes, that His ways are, we, we must know that sometimes we're not going to have the answer, and we must know that at all times, His ways are higher, that His ways are good, even if, even if, we don't understand the why. So friends, if you got a case of the whys, get real and ask yourself, am I living in the whys? I'm okay asking God why, but am I also asking, am I getting real and saying, well, why not me? If I'm asking why me, am I asking why not me? Am I living in the why and I am I on the spin cycle in the whys? Living where the enemy is, is in my ear, the accuser is in my ear telling me, oh, you got to stay there. God's not good. Friends, get alone with God. Open His Word and find out how very good He is. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. In Jesus' name, have a blessed and amazing day. Amen.